what is up everybody we are back with the magic and andrew mma betting show episode 45 we've got a fun one this weekend uh ufc fight night 211 Corey sanhagen taking on yadong song uh before we get into that as always we're going to start at the bottom of the card best fight odds order last week magic told us that it's always juicy j season this week, I'm curious if it's always Cameron Van Camp season. He's taking on Nicholas Mata. What do you got here? Mm, Mota is a gigantic fraud, in my opinion. I don't think he's any good. I didn't think he was in his debut. I watched his tape. He, he fucking sucks. Like, he's not good at anything. Really? Like, he's not good at anything. He just strikes, and he's not really good at that. He has a very questionable chin. Van Camp is going to be fucking gigantic next to him here, I think. He's huge for lightweight. He didn't look undersized against Fiallo at 170. He was doing very good. I mean, his defense is a complete mess, but he, he had Fiallo out of there, basically. Like he was this close from winning. <laughs> yeah, I like Van Camp as the dog here, and I'm pretty sure doesn't go with a lock. Doesn't go the distance. Yeah, and it's funny to think what the line might be here if Van Camp did knock Fialho out, right? Like minus three hundred. Probably like mi- minus three hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how different. And I'm not saying that line would have been correct, but yeah, my, my favorite bet here is the under two and a half. I bet it at minus one fifty. Like you said, Van Camp's defense is a mess. He's bigger. He goes for subs on the ground. I think he's going to be an unders machine. Uh, under two and a half, minus one fifty. My favorite play. I do think uh, Mata gets the knockout. I'm not very interested in laying him oh, here. Come on, the size difference, but I'll be hoping for a uh, Van Camp Bro, knockout. My boy here. He fights with a confidence that only a stupidity gives you. You know what I mean? Like he's going yeah. to get a lot of finishes and get knocked out cold a couple times in his UFC career. I mean, a couple more times because Fiallo fucking kills him. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, all I like, I like the guy. Like, he goes for it. You, you can't really say anything bad about the guy. Submission That's over all. position, like my guy, of my type of fighter. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you could ask for, especially when you're betting unders and doesn't go the distance. Next up, Tony Gravely taking on Javid Basharat. Uh, I like Tony Gravely here. I bet him plus 165. Basharat seems pretty decent, but he hasn't faced someone with the chain wrestling of Gravely. Um, I think Gravely, even on the feet, is probably a close fight, so I was confused by the line. Gravely fought the better competition. And another funny thing I wanted to point out, when Basharat's brother won on the Contender Series, uh, people started betting the brother for this weekend, like as if there was some kind of correlation, which I thought was pretty funny. But yeah, yeah was- I'm picking Gravely here. I think there's definitely value on him. Uh, what do you got? That contenders fight was a little bit of a disappointment. Like I bet Begoso and he, I, like I watched the guy go five hard rounds on tape and he gassed after five minutes. That was very awkward. I don't know if he got hit hard to the body or something. Yeah, the, uh, I have seen a lot of people on Gravely here. I think Basarat is going to pick him apart kind of on the feet and... I don't really think Gravely is going to get his his wrestling game going here. Maybe he can get takedowns. He probably can. I mean, he's a powerhouse, but he doesn't have great jiu-jitsu. He's not great at keeping people down, in my opinion. Basharat, I mean, I, I need to see more of the guy, but I think he's pretty talented. He's better than I thought he was. I still want to see more. I think Basharat by submission is a good look. Like, Gravely, when he loses, he tends to get submitted. and I think he's going to... Get picked apart, gas, get hit to the body, shoot, bad takedown, something like that. And 
end up getting submitted. I don't think Gravely has beat great competition. Like, you look at his wins in the UFC. Okay, he was beating Maynes. Maynes is not great. Then he got killed randomly, but the rest of his wins are like myth. I think Basharat is talented. He can get into the top 15, in my opinion. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. I'm definitely not sold yet. But, uh, yeah, differing opinions here. We'll see what happens. Next up, Daniel Zellhuber taking on Trey Ogden. Zellhuber, one of the younger fighters on the roster, coming off the Contender Series. I think he's going to beat Ogden here. I think if you got an early line of, like, minus 225, minus even up to minus 250, you probably made a decent bet. Uh, I, I decided to pass. I just think there's too many question marks where if it was, like, a pick em fight, I would love to be betting Zellhuber here. But minus 250, minus 300, minus 325, I'm okay with passing, just kind of seeing what he's done in his year off. But I don't think Ogden's anything special. I think he should be in jail for losing that last fight to um, Spider Monkey, uh, Jordan Levitt. Yeah, so I'm picking Zell Hoover here, but no bet for me. Uh, do you have anything on this one? Why is, like, our, this has changed. Have you changed anything? To make it look more pro or something, <laughs> like yeah, this, I, I usually see our faces much bigger. You know what I mean? I'm much closer. Oh, <laughs> don't I don't know. <laughs> I thought you changed. I mean, uh, it, it, whatever. Um, hear me out. How you don't play Ogden by submission here? <laughs> Plus seven hundred. Like that Cell Hoover fighting contenders. He fought Almeida, who punches hard and has a lot of heart, but he's a D-level athlete, in my opinion. All, all he has is power. Almeida beat the living shit out of him in round one. And mo more importantly, you can get the guy into body lock positions. Almeida is not a good grappler. Ogden is kind of a decent grappler. He will go for it. He has 11 submissions. He's competent grappling-wise. I mean, I took some, some of that. I, would I be surprised if Stel Hoover can defend and beat the shit out of him on the feet? Not really, but I think this is a hype job. I'm, I'm not sold on this guy. He's talented, but I'm not sold. I, I also really dislike Stel Hoover for no reason at all, other than he looks exactly like a young Oscar de la Hoya, and I hate de la Hoya, so I hate Stel Hoover. Fair I mean, enough. it seems solid reasoning, right? Yeah, it's good reasoning. I, I don't. He, see he reminds me of De La Hoya so much when he was young, and De La Hoya is a massive clown. So yeah, we don't like Sir Hoover. <laughs> All right, you guys heard it. You guys heard it here first. Uh, Loma Luke Boonmi taking on Denise Gomez. I thought I would like Loma a little bit more than I did. I, I still think she's going to win, but I'm not as enthusiastic as laying it. I mean, it's actually, it's looking like the price is coming in a little bit. If it gets under minus two hundred, I might have to do it. Not a big fan of. Um, of anything really Denise Gomez does. Loma obviously fought the better competition, seems like the more uh, well put together striker. I remember I messaged you when this was like minus 250 and I had just started to tape and I was like, oh, this Gomez girl's terrible, like whatever. And I kind of watched yeah. more and more. I was like, do you really want to be laying minus 250 on Loma here? Probably not. Uh, but again, if it keeps keeps crawling down, I might get involved. I do think she's going to win. Um, thank you. Speed of family, always supporting this. Got to, got to shout out every time. We really appreciate it. And yeah, drop a like if you haven't already. We, uh, this keeps us motivated to keep doing this and, uh, yeah, hopefully keep bringing you some more winning picks, but magic, what do you like in the Loma fight? I'm glad I talked you out of the Loma bit. <laughs> I won well, the I credit. Kept, I just like kept watching. It was like, ah, yeah, you're right. I mean, Gomez is not great. 
I faded her in, in contenders. I bet the other chick because he was she was a good grappler and she came out kick, kickboxing for some reason. Mm -hmm. Gomez struggles against good grapplers. Loma definitely is not a good grappler. And also, I, I think people are going to be shocked when they face off. Like, Gomez is like double her size. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not exaggerating. I don't know how they are fighting in the same weight class. Like, Gomez is massive. Uh, he, she's like, I don't know how much in inches, but she's like 10 centimeters taller and built like a fucking tank. Loma is like a teenager Thai boy. She, she looks 13. And she cannot even finish her dinner. I mean, this Brazilian girl is going to be just walking her down and throwing heat. I took, I took her small inside the distance and late. I have to. Like, this, I think this, she's going to be just mongoloiding her way forward and making this into a war. And she's much, much more powerful and way, way bigger. Like, I think this gets really hairy for Loma late. Maybe she just like takes three rounds clean, no problem, dominates the clinch, the tight clinch. But I think this is a much closer fight than the line indicates. I think Gomez can make it dirty, you know, Brazilian Akai. Brazil, oh. the secret juice. Secret like Costa juice. says. <laughs> His Twitter is the best. If you guys don't follow Paulo Costa, you're doing yourself a disservice. Next up, we've got Jillian Robertson versus Maria Agapova. Uh, what do you got on this one? Robertson, I respect her because she's in the UFC and she is one of the least athletic persons I have ever seen in my life. Like, while not being fat. You know what I mean? It's kind of wild how little athletic she is it's it's awkward the way she moves like she's she's elite at one thing when she's on top she has really really clean jiu-jitsu she's very good but how she gets there i mean single legs and that's about it she has a good single leg but against powerhouse grapplers she gets shut down like like triple b barbara barber killed her that is the kind of fighter that stops robertson against agapova here I think Robertson is going to take her down and finish rather easily if she gets on top, but I'm not overly sold on her getting there. I took a little bit of Robertson inside, plus 130. I think if she gets on top, this fight is a wrap really fast. Agapova defensive grappling is a huge liability. Like She has massive holes. But at the same time, I, I like doesn't go a lot. Agapova throws fucking heat. It's much bigger, much faster on the feet. And she has great finishing instinct, instincts. Like she's not a great grappler, a great grappler, but she's great at jumping on the back and finishing fast when she gets when she gets people hurt. So yeah, I I like doesn't go the distance a lot here. Yeah, I like Robertson here. I agree with you. <laughs> I think if she gets on top, there's a good chance she finishes. Agapova's grappling just continues to bite her. I don't like her cardio. Robertson obviously not much on the feet. Not a great wrestler, but an okay wrestler. On top is where she really shines. I bet her earlier in the week, minus 121. I think probably minus 150, minus 175, probably closer to right. Obviously, obviously if this stays on the feet, she's in trouble. I just don't think it will. Uh, so I like Robertson to get it done. I think she does get takedowns. I think she does get top time. If she gets on top, it's probably the round, maybe even the fight. Um, so, yeah, I like Robertson here. We'll see what happens. Next up, we've got Trevin Officer Giles taking on Louis. Jose, uh, you, you rolling with the officer here, or you think that Officer uh, Guys? <laughs> officer Guys is one of my favorite fates in the sport, and I really, <laughs> really thought about playing Jose inside the distance plus three fifty here. Like, if you are going to play a prop here, I think it's probably Jose inside the distance. I didn't play it, but it's very tempting. 
I mean, it's, I think it's much better than his money line. He's like plus 180. Mm -hmm. All finishes, he gasses after 8, 10 minutes real bad. And guys, is an idiot. I mean, no disrespect, but the guy, I, I don't know what's wrong with the fucking guy. Like, he, he makes all the wrong decisions inside inside the octagon. It's especially grappling, he's a fucking mess. I'm, I'm, I'm low-key a fan of, of, of Giles. I hope he wins. <laughs> so we can keep fading here. him. I think doesn't go the distance. It's a great price. It's like my, minus 175. Kotze either kills you or gasses to death. Giles has been finished in all his loses. He has big power. He has a lot of grappling upside. If the, if the fight gets extended, in my opinion, I think somebody's going to get finished real bad. Could be, could be Orion getting the finish early knocking him out silly or something, or snatching a guillotine, somebody's going to fucking die. I don't hate the guy by submission plus 650, but I'm not sure about how we get there until Kotze, until Orion gets gassed, you know what I mean? So yeah, I like doesn't go a lot. For sure I will have some soup or inside the distance in some stupid parlays, but just doesn't go the distance for me here. Yeah, I have nothing here. If I was going to place it, it would probably be that. Giles, you have to take it. Hmm? This is a lock, bro. You have to take it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I do think Giles is the rightful favorite. I thought when after la watching the last Jose Brothers fight, the, the next time it rolls around, I was like, oh, I can't wait to fade him. And then it's like, oh, Trevin Giles, he should beat him. And then he comes out minus 200. And it's just like, do you really want to lay that kind of price on Giles? He should win this fight. Kose probably is dangerous early. He looks for the kill. He's coming off a layoff too, so maybe he's made some improvements in that time. Yeah, I, I don't have a strong opinion here. I am picking Trevin Giles. I don't think the uh, fight doesn't go to distance. I'm looking at some of these lines now. Minus 189, not bad. Uh, the under 2.5, minus 138 on one side, minus 167 on some others. So that's probably my play. I do think there's a finish. Um, and I'm picking Giles to win, not a strong opinion. Oh, speak. I know you're going to have a big take on this one. I mean, yeah. what? Go ahead. Officer guys lost to Dricus Duplessis and Morales. I mean, he lost to monsters. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> the guy is throwing monsters at him. Mm -hmm. At his officer guys, he should be able to deal with them. He's been failing. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what he can do here. Um, Aspen Lad versus Sarah McMahon. How many units do you have on Aspen Lad wins inside the distance? I mean, my girl, Aspen Lad, has been disrespected lately a lot. I understand that her performance against Norma Dumont was peak autism. And like that, that was crazy. Like If she just fights aggressively, she wins the fight by default. She almost won without, without wanting to win. It's, it was ridiculous, honestly. It was fucking ridiculous, especially over five rounds. And... Her last fight against Pennington, like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with her. Like, does she have no brain suddenly? Because she was this aggressive girl, proactive grappler, and comes out striking like an idiot. His trainer, boyfriend, whatever he is, is a massive moron. He's like the worst cornerman in the UFC. Really doesn't add anything to her during the fights. I don't I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. I think she I think she, she needs to go to another place to train, honestly. But I mean, she's, she's talented and McMahon is like 75 years old. Like, what are we seeing here? I saw a lot of people on McMahon getting a lot of love. Like, she has a fucking round in her. <laughs> and she's not going to submit Aspen Lad. What, what, what do you expect to happen here? Like, Lad is going to get on top somehow round two or round three and fucking assassinate Grandma. 
Like that's that's a fight. How do you, how do you see this going down? Like I think that's just like that is like a super high percent uh, scenario. Like you don't don't think Lad is getting submitted at all round one, and she's still going to be there. And McMahon is going to McMahon. <laughs> she always does the fucking same thing. Yeah, I I went back and forth on this fight. I initially was liking McMahon, and the more I thought about it, I actually ended up liking the lad side. I haven't bet it just because of how she's been performing lately, but McMahon's path to victory is pretty simple. She needs to take Lad down and hold her there. She might get takedowns, but I feel like on the ground, Lad is the better submission grappler. If she reverses her and gets on top, it's probably the round, maybe the fight. Lad is a good grappler. Yeah, she is. People act like she's this big girl that is built like a bear or something and just most people she's a good jiu-jitsu player like she was going head to head with Sijara Yubans who is a world champion on some difficult nice. rolling situations and she was dominating yeah now that, that was really impressive and that, we haven't seen it too much lately because she, for some reason she hasn't really pursued takedowns horribly for um for whatever reason but she might not have a choice here because I think McMahon's going to force the wrestling. I do think there's a little bit of value on Ladd inside the distance because she does have a devastating top game. This is a well, must. This is a must. Yeah, I, I think like it plus is. Plus 275? Mm. Come on. Yeah. I mean, there is only one way to play this fight. Ladd inside the distance, Ladd round two, Ladd round three. Anything else is fucking square. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. <laughs> like, then, if she loses a striking match to Sarah McMahon over three rounds, I'm going to commit suicide probably i think but she might be the better striker she's obviously the better striker yeah like i think she's mcmahon has no striking she just explodes for four or four or five minutes with some big hook or something but she cannot strike and she's yeah. what she's i didn't even look at it she's 41 or 42 yeah, 41 or 42 i think come on but yeah so both picking lad here Next up, this one hits close to home. Damon Jackson, our boy, taking on Pat Sabatini. You think our guy has a shot to get it done here, or do you think Pat Sabatini is going to keep up his winning ways? I hate Sabatini. Like, I, I, I legit hate the guy. You cannot be that. It would have been that... funny if you just stopped your breakdown after that. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he's a really talented grappler, but he cannot fucking finish bad people. Like, I get it if you don't finish an elite grappler, okay, get position, whatever, but, bro, finish the fucking fight. It's the UFC. Do you want a bonus? Do you want a ranked opponent? She, he has had very good performances, in my opinion, technically, but not impressive. Like, he's not finishing people that he should have finished. And here, I think he's getting someone that is bigger than him, quite durable, and Jackson is not a guy that gets submitted. And I think Sabatini is like minus 1,000 to win round one. But I think Jackson takes over here as the fight progresses. I think he's going to catch Sabatini late for a finish. I was tempted to play doesn't go the distance. It's a big number. Like it's like plus 170, which I think it's a little bit off. But I don't really think Jackson gets finished here. Would have to be Sabatini by knockout in my opinion. And he he's not really that guy. I think Jackson is going to get him honestly late. I think Jackson by guillotine round three. Official prediction. I like that. Yeah, I'm on Damon Jackson here. I think this fight could play out a number of ways. Obviously, both these guys are primarily grapplers. I think if either one of them gets on top, they could have some success there. Probably don't. Does, neither probably finish the fight from top position, but Jackson's nickname, obviously, the leech. If he gets your back, he could spend the whole round there. Same thing with Sabatini. 
I think Sabatini's round one versus uh, TJ Laramie was not a great look for him. Also, his round three versus Connolly, not a great look for him. Yeah. He kind yeah, of does this. Like, he goes real hard in a lot of positions where you need to be powerful to dominate. And he does, he's not a five round fighter. Yeah, I agree with that. And I do think the striking, I, I mean, I think Jackson could win the striking. He's a good jab. Um, what do you got a fly over there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like Jackson here as an underdog. I bet him like plus 180 or something like that. I've bet him in his last three fights. So we're going to keep the train rolling here, hopefully, and uh, I mean, keep our podcast winning streak alive. Yeah, what, it's, what five and that is now? a massive cupping aspect. Like, yeah. Both, both cut, get, podcast guests are 6 0 since coming here. Nobody has lost yet. That's why we don't. We cannot afford to have bombs. Yeah, they would, they would break the record. Mm-hmm. We've had some try. I told you that there were some who wanted to be on, and I was like, mm. the, "The problem is, like, I'd like to have fighters on sometimes, but they don't really know the other fighters that well, and people don't really come here for like." An I'm go- I'm going to get Alex the Great. Yeah, he'd be fun to have on. No, I, like- I I got his email. I did my I did my homework. There's no escape now. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, hopefully by the end of the year, it'd be cool to get him on. But um, next up, we've got Anthony Hernandez taking on Mark andre Barrial. I can start this one off because I don't really have a strong opinion. I think Hernandez has the grappling upside. He's been shooting a lot of takedowns lately on the feet. Pretty close fight. So I think it makes sense to have Hernandez the favorite because of that grappling upside. Not much of a finisher on top. I think Barrial could get back up. I think it'll be a pretty close fight, but I, I am siding with Hernandez here. I'm not interested in betting him at minus 190 or anything close to that. I'm Hopefully you have a stronger take because mine's been boring. I think Hernandez is an easy bet here, honestly. I think he's going to dominate and break the UFC takedown record or get a submission. One of these two. <laughs> like, yeah, easy bet in my opinion. Like Barriolt is not great. He gets taken down. He kind of gasses a little bit, even though he comes he comes on a strong late. If you if you make him work, he kind of gasses himself. Grappling. He's not a very good grappler. Hernandez is going to be all over him, grappling, single legs, double legs. He's a he's a good grappler. He's mm. a good MMA grappler. I like him. I like his his submission game. When you look at the at the people he has fought, he has lost. I mean, he lost to Kevin Holland. He got he just got hit in the liver very hard very early. Like I bet him there and I didn't regret it. Like Holland if back there was even a worse defensive grappler than now, way worse. And I thought Hernandez was going to dominate him honestly. Like he just got knocked out. That's a stupid take. Like no disrespect. This guy that Which one? Fluffy was gassing in his last fight. Come on. He he put Josh Frame through the fucking grinder, bro. What fight did you see? I, I just watched this yesterday. Like I was at it was that fight. It, it was incredible pace, and round three, he almost killed the guy. <laughs> what fight did you watch? Yeah, I like Hernandez here. I think he dominates the fight. Barriol, you always know what you are getting with Barriol. He's big, he's durable in the sense of his chin, his chin and he has power. He's dirty in the clinch. I think this is a good fight for Hernandez. Yeah, we'll see. I'll be rooting for him on your behalf, as always. On the flip side, we've got Rodrigo Nascimento taking on Tanner Bozier. This is probably my favorite bet of the card. I locked in Nascimento plus 185 early in the week. Bozier's grappling. It's tragic. I think he's a fish off of his back. Nascimento, not much on the feet, but a takedown is probably the round, if not the fight. I've said that three times this podcast. I said that for Robertson. I said that for Nascimento, and I said that for – who was the third one? I said that for – 
I don't know. I forget. There was a third one, I'm pretty sure. Lad, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said if Lad gets on top, it's probably the round. Okay. So third time I'm saying it, but I do believe that Nascimento here has a big grappling edge. We saw Latifi hold down Bozier. Bozier on the feet, not a huge hitter, but Nascimento is so bad defensively, he might knock him out. I just don't think it's a super high outcome. I guess I'd probably make Bozier like minus 130 here. I just thought minus 200 was way too much. Um, I think the price is coming in the right direction, but I do think there's still value on Nascimento. Nascimento sub, I think if he gets on top, he's going to go to work here. Are you with me or are you against me? I mean, every fucking body is betting Nascimento or betting Nascimento when the line was wider. Like everyone on MMA betting Twitter is acting like this is the fucking lock of the century, which clearly isn't. Like, I like Nascimento. I played him by submission here plus 350 or plus 360 for a little bit. And that's it. Like, I don't think this is a big, a big bet or anything. His striking defense is fucking tragic. And he's inevitably going to get fucking mur murdered because everybody's taking him and this is the moose of the week. Like, I can see it coming. He, he comes forward plodding and, and Bowser hits him with an overhand and he dies, probably. I took him by submission for a couple, plus 350. I think that's a, a decent price. If he's winning, it means he's on top. And if he's on top, he's going to submit Bowser. There are levels to this. Bowser's jiu-jitsu is real bad, but... I'm not like well, super confident he's going to win this fight. I think I'm getting good value, but if Bowser somehow can keep it on the feet, kick his leg, and get him down the middle with the right, I won't be surprised. But yeah, I think he's the side, but not the lock of the century. Like people are, are acting like he is. He has some serious issues getting his grappling going, I think. Like he uses his size and his body lock, this and that, but it's not like he's this otherworldly changing levels fighter he's not he's not Charles Oliveira <laughs> he's a fat heavyweight people need to relax yeah I'm certainly not acting that way hopefully that is clear for everyone involved that is aimed at aimed at others but yeah I do think Nascimento's the side here uh we'll see what happens next up we've got Alan Amadovsky, the biggest underdog on the card taking on Joe Pfeiffer who's coming off the contender series I think Pfeiffer should be fine here. I'm not looking to lay any kind of crazy chalk on him. I think he's pretty decent. I mean, at this price, honestly, you could even make a case for Amadovsky, but I don't know. I'm, I'm probably not going to get involved. Like, Pfeiffer probably knocks him out, but I have no interest in laying a crazy price on him. Uh, so stay away from me. What about you? I parlayed Pfeiffer inside the distance, minus 250. <laughs> like, bro, this is... They are throwing a bone at the guy because he put on this great show at Contenders and it was the worst Contenders card of all time. And he looked like a fucking action Julio Cesar Chavez MMA version or something. And Dana was all fucking horny about him. So they are setting him up for a big win. Amedovsky is one of the worst fighters on the roster. He just has power. He has no grappling whatsoever. He looks undersized. Pfeiffer should be fine everywhere here. But he has a gigantic grappling edge and he would be a massive idiot if he doesn't grapple here. But I think he's fine everywhere. I took him. I think he's going to finish this fight round one. If you are playing Amedovsky, take him by knockout this plus 700. Much better than his money line. He has never won a decision. It's all knockouts and he really cannot grapple. Like if Pfeiffer has a brain, he shoots a double leg and, it's, and that's the fight. Yeah, fair enough. Both taking Joe Pfeiffer as a pick. 
<laughs> Bill Algio versus Andre Feely. Um, I, genu- I generally think this is probably plays out pretty close on the feet. Uh, Feely finished in his last fight pretty quickly. I um, think that was kind of just something that happens. I don't know. He's typically a pretty durable fighter. Doesn't necessarily get finished very often, but it happens. It happens to everyone. Algio, not exactly the power fighter that um, he's faced in the past, but good volume, good cardio. I would say that about both these guys. I think if anyone's going to have grappling success here, it's Feely, but I do think it probably plays out on the feet. If you put a gun to my head, I would pick Feely, but I really just don't have a good feel. No play on words for this fight. Uh, so, yeah, the pick is Feely. If I had to make a bet on this fight, I don't even know. I, I, I'm i looking at the over-under like it seems about right. If I had to make a bet on this fight, I would not. I would, uh, You know, I would take Feely submission plus 2,000 because my friend's taking it. I would look for that. <laughs> <laughs> That was pathetic. How can I move four dollars with a hundred twenty-five dollar bet? <laughs> That's how you know they respect it. <laughs> but in reality, all these submission bets you are making at ball are mine. <laughs> they're gonna think they're gonna be like, this guy all of a sudden starts playing these weird props. Yeah, I have a hot take here. I think Philly should be like minus three hundred. Like I think he's 75% here easily. Like he loses to people that either knock him out or can or are powerhouse or grapplers or very superior wrestlers to him. If you look at Philly's career, I have it I have it open because I think it's a curious statistic. Like when he wins, even if Sam loses, he got five take five takedowns against Art and Lobov. Okay, I, I will take Art and Love down Love of Down. That doesn't count, but four takedowns against Dennis Bermudez. Two takedowns against Michael Johnson, who is a, a very good defensive wrestler. He got three three takedowns over Sadiq Yusuf, five takedowns over Jordan. Then he got outgrappled by Bryce Mitchell and one takedown against Pineda while killing the guy. Aljo is a guy that can get grappled. I think his submission defense is trash. He has been submitted twice. He was close to getting submitted a couple more times. I have no idea how Ricardo Lamas didn't submit the guy. I think Phil is fine on the feet here. I think he's more than competitive. I, I honestly pick him to win the stand-up. Aljo doesn't punch hard, and he's not a grappling threat to Philly. And I think Philly dominates the grappling at will. He can get takedowns here. He can get top time. He's the bigger puncher. I think I think he should be a big favorite in this spot. I don't get the line. Philly minus 300 for me. So, yeah, I parlayed him at minus 125. Love it. Let's go Philly then. Touchy Philly, great <laughs> MMA nickname. Co-main event, Chidi and Joe Connie versus Gregory Rodriguez. This fight has flipped initially. Gregory Rodriguez was the betting favorite now. Chidi and Joe Connie is the favorite. Which line do you think was right? Who do you got here? I think uh, Robocop being the underdog makes no sense, but I don't want nothing to do with this fight. I have no money on it. The guy is an absolute moron, doesn't grapple when he has to grapple, strikes when he has to grapple, when he has to strike, he grapples. I don't know if he doesn't have a brain or what. Like, if he comes out here grappling heavy, he he runs away with the fight at a high clip, in my opinion. Probably even gets a finish on the ground. But the guy is a massive idiot, so he probably comes out here and gets fucking bonked. Well, yeah, he should be the favorite, but I I'm passing. I I want nothing to with to do with this fight. And Enjuquani is not a good wrestler or whatever, but his defensive grappling looked all right against Todorovic, who is not the greatest offensive wrestler, but. It looked all right, and he has been looking sharp on the feet lately. Robocop is hitable. 
I think Robocop should be the favorite, as I said, but I have this feeling that he's going to get bonked. So yeah, it's a pass. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, I'm passing this fight too. Rodriguez just hasn't shown that he's willing to offensively grapple, go shoot a lot of takedowns. On the feet, Chitty, longer fighter, better technical striker. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu as well, but obviously Robocop, the better submission grappler. He just hasn't shown that he's going to commit to going for takedowns. I think you have to take Chitty knowing that just basic, basing it off what you've seen on tape, Robocop doesn't shoot, doesn't shoot takedowns, doesn't do it at a high clip. So I think he's going to make a mistake, choose to stand with Chitty here. I think Chitty knocks him out. I was thinking about taking Chitty when he was like a slight underdog. I have no interest in minus 125. This is probably a stay away fight for me regardless Robocop, if you look at him, like the guy has is pretty much a complete package. Like he has it all to be a good fighter, but he just takes stupid decisions. Yeah. I, I, I thought he won against the this guy, Petro, not not Petroski. This 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 Eastern guy, the, the kickboxer. I thought uh, he won. Uh, Petrosian. Yeah, Petrosian. I thought he won quite clearly, but he lost the decision. But yeah, he has it all to be a I mean he's a good fighter, but he doesn't have a brain apparently. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, that like he's thirty officially, right? That motherfucker is not thirty. <laughs> like for sure, like no way. He looks like Obama for real. He looks fifty years old. Yeah, he does. That's uh, a good yeah. line. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that's a good line. Robocop by submission or decision plus two fifty. I like that. Until he doesn't shoot a takedown. Uh, main event time, Yadong Song taking on Corey Sandhagen. Seen a lot of strong takes on both sides here. I do think Sandhagen's the rightful favorite. I think he will win minutes. I think he is better volume, better technical striker than Song. But Song has the power. It wouldn't shock me if he has bigger moments and makes this a close fight. Wouldn't shock me if he has some finishing upside as well. So I'm staying away, but the pick is Sandhagen. I do think he wins either late or a decision. Um it's, it's, again, not a strong opinion. I have a few strong opinions on this card, but some of the fights that I'm passing on, I have, like, no opinion whatsoever. This one, I think the line's about right, so I'll, I'll pass it over to you. I like Song here. When it got announced, I mean, it's obviously a competitive fight, when, but when it got announced, my first reaction was, like, Sandagen is going to get beat up. Song has looked very good lately. At least he's improving his young. That's what he says. I mean, he's young. I don't know if he's 20 or 29, but he's definitely young. He has been 20 for like 15 years. But yeah, Sandagen is, I mean, I, I like the guy and I like him as a fighter, but people make it out to be as if Sandagen is the like this great white hope for America at Bantamweight, like this great stylebender guy, you know what I mean? Like, he's not that guy. He's just long and tall. He, ha he doesn't have power or a lot of finishing upside outside of submissions or accumulation TKOs he gets hit a shit ton like he his defense is his he, he has tall man defense his defense is his his reach I think Song is much the much better athlete much more explosive than him probably the better technical striker this is the best the first time he's facing someone that is like a, a technical power puncher like Song can crack and Peter Jan beat the living shit out of him not long ago it was it was impressive that he went the distance. I think Song probably even cracks maybe harder than than Jan, just one punch or close to that. But yeah, Song is super explosive. 
I think he's going to have his moments for sure. Win the early rounds. If someone has a grappling upside, it's probably Song. Sandagen is tricky on the mat, but he's not going to get takedowns or anything. I like Song. I played him plus 162. I was tempted by inside the distance plus 350, but I don't want to be the idiot holding a ticket if Song like knocks him knocks him down twice and wins at 48-47. You know what I mean? Yeah. Money line is just right for me here. Sandagen is pretty durable, but yeah. I just think the the Sandagen in the people's imaginary, as I always say, is a different fighter than the Sandagen in reality. Like this guy was getting assassinated but by Yuri Alcantara. I mean, <laughs> give me a break. He's not immortal or anything. I, I like Song here. Would, cool. would I be surprised if Sandagen takes over late and play, plays a very good technical fight or whatever? Can Song can like shut Song down a little bit with with movement and range? Not really, but. I think Kyler Phillips will beat the living shit out of, out of Sandagen. I hate the way Kyler Phillips fights. He's, he's stupid, but he's stupid. really talented. Yeah. Um, all right, Lambo Parlay. I do not have my – I'm cool. not in a legal state right now, so I'm struggling to find props. So this might just be a money lines and totals. <laughs> I, I played so much stupid shit already. <laughs> Let me check. Leave any comments if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns. Yeah, all right. I'm going on money lines and totals here. Get ready. Remember to bet in a really degenerate way this week because there is a week off. Yep. To, to compensate, like to keep like the the, the unit risk. Compensated, you have to bet double this week. <laughs> All right, let's see what this comes out to. Damn, I can't even parlay this. I, mm, I'm going to go with. I really like this one. This is going to be my 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 deck in parley. Hit me. I played Barrial versus Hernandez fight ends by submission. Robertson versus Agapova fight ends by submission and Damon Jackson by submission. 150 to win 9750. Dude, minus so I, I like this I can't really do one this week. How about this? Can you can you, I tell you the props and you like tell me what the odds would be? Wink, wink. Yeah, I can do that right. on best fight. Shoot. Okay, lad inside the distance. Okay, lad inside the distance. Don't. Then, then we're going to go Robertson inside the distance. Next. Then we are going to go uh, Van Camp fight doesn't go the distance. Okay. And then last but not least, I'm going to go with I feel like I need one more leg here. Hmm. This is a tough choice. Pipe inside. Oh, no, yeah. Okay, two more. Piper inside, and then doesn't go in the Giles fight. 
officer guys yeah okay this space plus 2586 if you want to lock that in you you can be my guest if not at least you guys knew i threw something together but i cannot uh bet that myself right now so we're gonna roll well, with that. i, I didn't please it like i'm doing it on best fight odds. oh okay <laughs> i like um, that Harley. it's probably hitting yeah it's definitely hitting all right would you rather see chamayev stay up at one set stay at 170 and move up to 85 asap we actually have had a friendly debate on twitter over this I think when fighters miss weight, their next fight should have to be at the weight class above. I also thought it was fun when Chamayev was fighting at both weight classes, especially considering they're going to run Usman versus Edwards. I'd love to see Chamayev do a fight at 185. Depending on how that goes, if he wants, he could step right back into a title fight at 170. But uh, Magic, I think you want to see him stay at 170. Is that correct? Yeah, I would like him to stay. And I think, I think they are going to make Colby versus Chamayev next. I would make that fight. That is a massive pay-per-view fight and Easy. it's a clear number one contender fight. Easy money. Colby yeah. would fucking die so bad. Bro, like, grandfather Masvidal almost knocked him out. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the truth. Like, if Chimay what, 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 like, how do you think Chimayev versus Colby looks? Do you think Colby's taking him down? Oh, are you yeah. going to be are you going to be that lame to tell me that Colby takes him down? You Listen, saw when when Gilbert tried to take his leg. So, so here, <laughs> that that guy is a fucking rock. Here's what happens: either Chamayev sprints for a finish like he does against Holland and gets it, or he's going to be in deep trouble late. I think that's the truth. I don't think Chamayev in five rounders at the pace he fights is going to be good for him. And look, I like Chamayev. I bet on him every pretty much every single fight he's had. I just think. In a five rounder versus Colby, I think you got to take the dog shot, especially like I don't know. People are talking like it's going to be an easy fight for him. Maybe he finishes Colby. He's bigger than Colby. That's probably the he biggest smokes thing. Him. Like I think he smokes him. He might. I mean, he might finish him in three minutes. Oh. But if he doesn't, I don't wouldn't want to be holding a chalk. Rafael dos Anjos. Rafael dos Anjos was getting takedowns on Colby. Th those are more like reactive double legs. No, no, no. Against the fence. Hmm. What do you think happens if Chimayev gets on top of him? That's funny. I don't know. He probably gets if, back up. If it is a strike, an extended striking fight, Chimayev is going to, to demolish him. Like I'm, I'm that serious. I think he kills the guy. Whatever, whatever the fight goes. I hope <laughs> it happens scary. because it's going to be a closely lined fight, in my opinion. And I will place a massive bet on Chimayev finishing. This is the take. Strip Edwards and make Colby versus Chimayev for the belt. I like that. <laughs> Wrestling's yeah, Zane Rutherford's a freaking beast. Uh, how many units on Triple G? Uh, zero from me. Maybe a couple from this guy. I mean, if like full disclosure, if I win big on UFC, I'm going to make an irresponsible <laughs> bet on Golovkin like 100%. I'm I'm going to pretend I'm not, but to pretend to myself that I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? But then Saturday UFC card is going to be over, and I, if I if I did well, I'm going to be like oof. Up five figures? Hmm. Golovkin plus 400 here. <laughs> yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. The line is wide. I mean, I will I will make a thread or something and post my, my thoughts on the fight, but it's wide. Yeah, and I, I get people have said this. I mean, guys, I've bet on Chamayev literally in every one of his UFC fights. Chamayev has great cardio. I don't know. I, I mean, I thought he proved something against Burns. Like, all jokes aside, like, the... But... 
it it was insane pace and if that yeah. fight has a couple more rounds bars barnes fucking dies like i don't know what people are saying like he was killing barnes in round three and Burns is really good too. Like I- I've seen some people say, like, "Oh, Chimaev struggled with a blown up lightweight." Like Burns is a top five guy. At he looked he fighter. looked in his best shape ever, Burns, for that fight. He looked like a monster, and he 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 hurt Chimaev once with that massive right. He proved a lot of things. Like he yeah, proved I he agree. has cardio. He proved he has striking. He proved he ha- he has power, durability. The guy is a monster. Like at one seventy, the, the guy that may give Chimaev issues is Usman, but Usman is chinny. Yeah, we'll see what happens, how that plays out with... Um, and the chef cut. Yeah, he, he's solid too. Um, what else you got for us? Uh, res- uh, uh, answering the question, yeah, I hope he stays at 170, but... Oh, yeah. I think his that. next one is 170 and if he misses or something. But people are making this out to be like this disaster or like the guy didn't look sucked in on the, on the, on the scale or anything. Like he obviously had drunk water Everybody around him is saying he can make 170, no problem. Everyone has had botched weight cuts, like Habib failed weight. A lot of greats failed, failed weight, like Topuria recently fucked up. People are acting like this is a career-ending circumstance or something. Like He just missed weight for one fight. Like, he, this happens every week, but since he's Chimayev and he was facing Nate Diaz, people are acting, are acting like this is a military disaster or something. <laughs> he just missed had yeah, a, a bad weight cut on, or whatever, and they call the weight cut. Yeah, we've seen it happen before. We'll see it happen again. Jamayev's obviously proved he can make welterweight in the past. He's done it a few times in the UFC now. Taylor, yeah, oh, guys, it's David Taylor season always. It's always Juicy J season. It's always David Taylor season too. Um, so I'm going with Taylor for sure. Bantamweight's a mess. Who would you actually rank the top three fighters as? Jan is the best fighter in the division. I I know he lost. Okay, Sterling. We talked about this already extensively. I think Sterling maximized his win condition. Okay, I I think he lost. He got the decision, but I think Jan is the best fighter in the division, and I think it's pretty clear. I don't think it's a hot take at all. But yeah, Who, I don't know. Top, top three. I don't I don't know. Like I, I I think there are a lot of people that can beat Sterling. <laughs> you know what I mean? And TJ, I don't know really where he's at. We have only seen Sandagen, and Sandagen is a very specific matchup. I, I don't think know. Sterling, Jan, and then maybe maybe Vera is up there. Vera is up there. Over five rounds, Vera is a tough fight for a lot of people. Marlon Vera. Yeah. O'Malley might be up there too, honestly. O'Malley is a pussy. We'll see. I mean, he's he's getting thrown to the wall, so we'll see. Um, I think he's he's a gigantic talent, but the guy is an idiot and a quitter. Like I, I will die on that hill. I think he's a quitter. He's he has a lot of quitting him. I, I think we're gonna learn a lot about him in this Jan fight. Oh, he's lose. going to learn a lot too about himself. <laughs> Maybe I'm looking forward to that one for sure. Um, I don't think it would be a meme. I, I don't. I don't think he can. He can knock out everyone. Like people yeah. are acting like it's a fight. It's MMA, and it's not like he's plus twenty hundred. He's a very talented yeah. guy, very big. He has a punch. Anybody can get caught, kicked in the fucking face or something. But Jan is obviously the better fighter, and if the, if it develops into a high pace war or something, Jan is going to murder yeah. him. I think Umar is going to get exposed. He's great. Don't get me wrong, but people are acting like he's Habib, and he's not Habib. 
Hard times ahead. Yeah, I mean, Cheeto's going to run into some issues too, but he has great cardio, great durability. So that that's kind of his X factor. Uh, I am not going to watch ADCC. I don't know much about jiu-jitsu, but all I know is Gordon Ryan over everybody. Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know what time is it, but I I may watch. Like I I'll probably watch. There are a lot of good people. Yeah, Gordon is going to beat everyone rather easily. He's the the number one pound for pound, and it's not really close. Like he changed the game. Galvao or Ryan in the super fight, bro. Gordon Ryan is minus eleven hundred in the super fight. Yeah. What do you think? I'm I'm taking. I think I think Gordon to win. Yeah. Um. Guys, like and subscribe. Let's go. We got a week off next week. We'll be back the week after for the October 1st card. Um, so, yeah, enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you two weeks from now. Peace. Yeah. Bye. I love the thumbs up at the end.